uh, good afternoon audience uh, welcome to synergita talent cast in this talent cast we have our eminent speaker willis langford uh, head of hr for avnet joining us uh, willis has like more than 20 plus years of experience in hr so he joined avnet in 99 and then grew up from executive manager director and now he is the head of hr Uh, he has a plethora of experience and then worked on several employee initiatives so we look forward to speaking to him in this uh, talent cast to know more about uh, his journey and then learning from him once again thank you very much uh, willis welcome aboard thank you so much shankar appreciate thank you very good So, Willis, uh, can you please uh, share about your uh, HR journey and then the challenges you have faced in becoming who you are today? Yeah, it, it's uh, definitely an exciting time that I've had, Shankar, and I'm more than glad to share with you the journey thus far. It's been very, very interesting for me, and you know, I'm a firm believer that every experience is worthwhile, and often we forget that the worthwhile decisions. have come from good experiences and these good experiences are the resultant of learnings from the wrong decisions sometimes that we have made so yes i've had you know ups and downs in my career but i like to run a few challenges with you and you know how this journey has been very interesting for me so one of them you know i always like to say that you know trying to being connected especially in today's world despite technological advancements i'll give you a few examples and you know it may run and be a little nostalgic but i just want to give you a few examples what i say you know technological advancements and how we still need to be connected with people example let me say in the, back in the day you had a leave letter where you had people talking between the manager and the, and the subordinate and then you had appraisals where there was a one on one conversation between two people the attendance registers were signed so there was again a face to see in the morning a smile to happen there's sharing salary payouts were happened in earlier in the, day, in the days it was cash and then checks so there was someone to look forward and give you your check and then you know uh, training fa uh, facilitation was done again classroom again more very interactive face to face and you know you can take it on and and it goes on and on even grievance uh, redressal for example so you know the challenge is that over the years that somewhere with technology there have been challenges of meeting people face to face getting them to be you know interactive with each other so what i've kind of tried to learn over the years is to adjust to adapt and also to adopt to the new trends and needs of employees without losing that human touch so that's something that i have really overcome over these years and we can talk about it you know as we go along and and the current day's challenge which i would say is uh, more to do with you know we hear so many um, topics on on diversity and inclusion and we can hear it from the most developed nations in different ways to the small developed developing economy so you know embracing diversity of every nature especially with a mixed workforce in terms of you know demographics the culture and so many other aspects of uh, diversity so technology can help us but and it can definitely you know throw up statistics uh, solutions but without humane and i repeat without humane intervention all our solutions honestly will be kind of futile so the challenge is you know for all our hr folks out you know how do you really overcome these challenges and to me i think keeping in touch with your people is all that matters irrespective of what technology or what uh, diversity challenges or the demographics that may pose dif different uh, you know generational cohorts that you're dealing with 
but the essence is to have that human touch. So yeah, it's it's been an exciting career for me so far, and I'm sure you know there are many other things uh, awaiting me uh, on the wings. I guess. Absolutely fantastic, fantastic. I'm sure it's a lot of hard work, uh, commitment, sacrifice, and then again building relationships, right? So certainly could see those things. Very good. Thank so, you. Thank you. Good, good. So, uh, please, uh, now uh, let me quickly talk about a little bit about the COVID situation. We all are living between normal and a new normal. So, I'm sure like uh, just after <laughs> yeah. the lockdown started, uh, almost every HR has been extremely busy. Uh, I'm sure like you would have also gone through all those uh, challenges and pains. So, if you can just highlight a little bit on what kind of uh, challenges you have uh, faced and then how is... Uh, life and work now at this point of time? Yeah. Yes, it's a uh, very, very pertinent question, I must say, uh, Shankar, and I'm, I'm definitely more than willing to share, you know, what are the challenges that we also faced and, and how we really are managing during this uh, lockdown. You know, I must confess that, uh, you know, even astute business professionals would have it that a, a contingency plan for business is always a must, right? Everyone wants to have a contingency plan. However, I personally feel that no business, and I reiterate, no business was 100% prepared for a challenge as big as COVID-19, you know, and, and, and hence what differentiated or still what differentiates organizations or businesses is not that of being prepared, but how well and how fast we adapt to the situation and we have it under control. So I would rather say, you know, the challenges, you know, more than the, the preparedness, it's how we are really handling our current situation. And that's why I see this very pertinent that you asked me this question. So I can share a few things, you know, having said all of this. So having said that, I definitely believe that, you know, employee engagement, our productivity, team camaraderie, and lastly, business numbers, which were seriously uh, challenged also. And all of us know that, you know, the previous quarter, the present quarter, and probably the next quarter also looks to be challenging uh, from a business perspective. But having, you know, all of this as a backdrop, I must say that, you know, there are many businesses uh, that have been you know, fortunate enough to decipher what was within their control and what was outside of their control and, and hence kind of focused more on what was within their control. And you know, we, for example, also took full advantage of our remote working solutions through having people you know, work from home, um, you know, having them tend to customer calls as well as internal calls and their meetings. And we also had draft, we had, we had set and drafted policies kind of rolled out almost instantaneously on how do we really manage uh, to, to work from home and okay. to carry out every uh, aspect of uh, trying to make sure that there's a business continuity plan well in place. But uh, the key, I think, is also that, you know, the employee well-being, especially today, if, you, if you've kind of heard over the last four or five months, the buzzword is, you know, um, the mental well-being of employees, right? Correct. So we also tried, so we also tried to, you know, ramp up our, casual conversations, you know, have leading more of you know, one-on-one, just casual conversations. Because this is something that is missing. If you look at it, for example, in the office, the regular office uh, spheres, you would have a breakout area, you have a pantry. And these are the small little things that we don't probably realize it has a big impact on the social camaraderie that is within our employees, right? So I think that is something that we also try to bring out uh, from a virtual means, you know. And and Shankar, I must add here, you know, 
when I look at you as, as a leader in your own domain, I must tell you that you must have realized and like many of the leaders that, you know, empathy is so key yeah. in, uh, in, in, in the current days. You know, having, you know, empathy is at the forefront and literally a prerequisite for all Absolutely. leaders, you know, to understand the current situation. Yeah. Correct. And, 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 and uh, this empathy will kind of once exhibited and shown and practiced will make the working environment more congenial. And then, you know, trust me, uh, whatever challenges are within your control can be kind of brought to some equilibrium. But what is beyond whatever has to happen in the days to come, uh, we only hope for the best. But I think these are some ways we can get over these challenges that we have. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, empathy is extremely important. Yeah. So from uh, both employee perspective as well as from a manager's perspective, both of them need to see each other's uh, situation, challenges, and then put the cause in front, which is like, how do we go forward in this uh, tough situation? Because at uh, end of the day, uh, both sides need to see each other. And then how do we go forward? How do we make the company win? How do we keep the customers happy? So that is extremely important. Very well said, Phyllis. Uh, I'm glad it resonates with you, uh, Shankar. Thank you. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, let me go to the next question. So again, like uh, work from home, now every company is talking about it, right from Adobe to Zoho, all of us are talking about work from home. Plus also the situation is, we also don't know when we can return back to office, especially yeah. with the, the employee safety related concerns. So we just need to give some time for that. But in this situation, uh, what do you feel in terms of uh, managing the hypo uh, performers? Excellent question, because, uh, you know, this is the key, you know, having no business is something, but having business, having the right people in place, and they are kind of handicapped and they cannot do something about it, that is really key. And I think, you know, I just love to answer this question, because when you look at, you know, work from home, it is indeed the new norm. Or I'd rather say that returning to work, you know, tongue in cheek, I'll say probably returning to work will soon be the new norm, you know, the way things are going. Because, right. you know, everyone's getting used to, you know, working from home and remote working and they're finding ways and means to navigate like a kind of stream of water, trying to find its end results through the given challenges. That's the wonderful part that has come out maybe out of force, but it's still a worthwhile way to look at it. Well, change person interaction and loss of tangible collaboration, like I mentioned earlier, you know, has had a real big bearing on all our employees uh, across organizations. You see any employees, you know, the, the first thing that you ask them, how are you feeling about it? Well, business is fine. We are working well, but somewhere down the line, we miss that, you know, that social touch points with people, right? So now this is one part of it. Now, if I take it one level higher and look at what is the kind of um, position of a high potential employee, I think the challenges, hypos, as we call them, uh, could be the most vulnerable. Okay. And the reason why I say this is because it's something like a, let me give you a little uh, kind of a, uh, example here. It's something like a mediocre student almost being equated with a ranker due to cancellation of an exam, right? So, you know, when I, when I look at some of the experiences of the people, uh, you know, when they said they wanted to do their 10th grade, which is a big thing, uh, and then all of a sudden the exams get cancelled. Trust me, there are two, two types of people. On the one hand, you have people who are saying like, okay, I'm a mediocre guy. I love it. Let the exams be postponed. Give me my results on some other basis. And on the other hand, you have this real top performers looking for that top rank 
and he feels like, wow, I'm missing an opportunity if you're going to give me an aggregate of the last results that have been there. So likewise, you know, I'm going to draw the same kind of similar. The hypo is going to feel like, you know, he's deprived of sure shot business, of sure shot growth, of sure shot success uh, that he could have brought in, but for the pandemic. So, you know, dealing with the psyche of this hypo that you see in, in any organization is, if you ask me, of paramount importance, because when the businesses are back to normal, these are these folks are going to be your real front runners to make things happen in a big way. So, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head by, you know, focusing on the hypo, because that's where, you know, the future of you know, coming back, return to office, you're going to look at these people with a micromanaged eye saying that, okay, how can they bring back success to the organization? Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of studies actually say that uh, if you have one hypo within uh, a high-performing employee within your group, that actually increases the overall performance of the team by f 5 to 15 percentage. So uh, I'm sure like all the leaders would want to see how I can get the hypo within each of their teams. So that, that's Absolutely. very important, right? Okay. Yes, so now uh, with all this work from home, we also have newer workforce coming into the business because like the hiring uh, business has to go on, hiring happens. So how do you find the hypo within the current situation? Well, you know, um, the, to manage the hypos, if you ask me, the, the, the biggest challenge is, you know, how do you keep them engaged? You know, I want to summarize this one word of saying engaged into a couple of points. You know, so as mentioned, as you rightly said, yes, we have you know plenty of challenges during this pandemic, and when you know, and when employee engagement specifically is going to be one of them, like I mentioned in my previous question, you know, you run the risk of dealing with hypos being snatched away by competition, and sometimes you know it is, uh, you know, like I say in simple words, it's no use locking the stable door after the horse has bolted, right? So, so the the key is, you know, if you're going to really manage these hypos well, you got to make sure that you you look at them as from being consistent performers, number one. And to add to that, this is something where I like to look at it in depth. They should have a great attitude. You know, someone willing to go that extra mile uh, without feeling that they are scapegoats. You know, you can really tell the difference between two employees when you take the same, you know, work projects or tasks to them and they say like, okay, on the one hand, you may have A tell you that, okay, just because I'm a top performer, are you coming back to me when there are other people in the team? Now that's one type of people. And trust me, He's not the one you're going to really bank and put all your money on. And on the other hand, you have someone who's looking at it and saying, okay, wow, you've given me an opportunity to get another task uh, you know, on, my, on my table, and that's going to you know, develop me further. And that's going to make me more you know, knowledgeable and uh, you know, grow faster. So ultimately, you want them to lead leaders and not just lead people, right? You just want them to take it to the next level. So these, these hypos, if you're going to really you know, you know, kind of um, you know, uh, identify them well and hold them on, you know, many of the ways people do it, they, you know, their you know, organizations have been uh, tasting success in, for example, uh, let me see, uh, you know, conducting uh, psychometric assessments, uh, providing a deeper, I mean, to provide a deeper understanding of, you know, the probable hypo candidates, especially, for example, their personalities, uh, their cognitive skills, and so on and so forth. So that's something that you can do. Uh, but lastly, you know, in, in, this, in today's world, you know, periodic check-ins is the key to finding these stars. And uh, by this, you can really keep them engaged. Uh, why I say check-ins? Because, you know, gone are the days where you really had a five-page appraisal. You sat once in a year or half yearly, and then you did that appraisal. But now right. you've got to have these discussions all the time. And with the media being so at the tips of your fingers, 
you got to make it so you know friendly through apps through you know wired mediums you know unwired mediums and and you know keep the conversation going at the end of the day uh, conversations keep them going and have them connected and then you know you can ultimately meet the goal of you know having them engaged so Absolutely. that's another way you know you can really target you know them and then you know, keep them under your care and they watch so that they can be ready like i said uh, when when the doors open up they're there to bring all business to to you in prosperity Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that's extremely important. Uh, engaging and then nurturing the hypo is uh, extremely important, and then managers uh, play a critical role there. Uh, so you, you talked about uh, check-ins and then uh, keeping them. Uh, say whether you talk about uh, reskilling or like providing development opportunities, those are all very, very important. Very well said, uh, Willis. And uh, yeah, thank you. So, in terms of um, any parting comments for HR friends in terms of who are listening on this podcast on what they can do uh, to actually like drive performance and engagement? Great. Sure. You know, I, I have I have quite a few tips that I can share. It may be simple tips, though. Uh, but, but, but before that, you know, I just want to say that if you want to make uh, people, if you want to make yourself successful, uh, the biggest mantra is to, you know, make others successful. And mm-hmm. since we were talking about since you we are talking about hypos, I just want to share one small tip that I follow, and that will probably help a lot of uh, you know our listeners to probably you know uh, accelerate their own careers as well. You know, we 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 hear because this is one common thing that I want to share with you from my practical experience. We have a lot of people, you know, they come uh, at an interview, and I'm sure you would have faced this in your own career, you know, as an interviewer so many times, Shankar, that they come in and they say. When you ask them, why, do you, why have you left the previous job? And probably sometimes the answer could be, you know, actually I was promised this particular role and finally I didn't get this role. I didn't get that task. I didn't get that project, you know. So it looks like someone has not honored their words, so to say. So, you know, you know uh, I would say, you know, spotting these hypos, spotting your potential, you know, kind of keeping them, you know, uh, as stars. Uh, and this is the key that I want to give away to, you know, everyone listening that, you know, hypers uh, are your stars and we need to treat them like a real star. And, and what is that star? To, to, you know, to just elaborate, this is an acronym that I've made up over the years and I practice it. Uh, the first one is the S is, you know, to give them stretch goals and projects. You know, because hypers don't want to do the regular thing that, you know, they've been there and done that. They want to be someone different. They don't want to work for money. They want to work for, you know, what they have done in, you know, untrodden territory. So give them some stretch goals and, and targets. You know, the, the T stands for, you know, the targeted training and development for them so that they can really be, you know, not the run of the mill classroom training, but something that accelerates their stretch goals. And then you come into the action plan, which is A, and then appreciation and recognition for what they have done. And trust me, once you've really got them going with all of this action, then the R comes in. And what's the R? It is give them a rotation of job for their next role, right? So now what's, yeah, so what, what, what we have done in the bargain, Shankar, is that, you know, while we have kind of nurtured them, what you have done is you have actually nurtured your role as well. And they look up to you and say, okay, this, uh, I'm getting valuable advice from this function. And uh, there is a value at the table. And that's one of the things that, you know, I want to say as my parting shot, you know, to everyone is listening that, you know, of human resources, if you want to get a, a, a position, a place, a seat at the boardroom, you know, you need to be more dexterous. Your approach needs to be more dexterous. For example, in challenging times like, you know, the ongoing pandemic, neither you or no I can change the situation in our favor, right? But 
what we can definitely do is change the way we operate in this situation. And hence, HR should be dexterous enough to partner business closely by adapting to the current situations and conditions. And something that I personally believe in, I mean, I'm not sure if it will resonate with many people, but being a servant leader, you know, that is really something that will uh, help people. Why? Because you, as a servant leader, you help in accelerating the success of others. And you'll be surprised to note that you will in turn get a lot of success as well. So, you know, the, the big mantras is there. And as I started this conversation with you, uh, Shankar, and for all the listeners, I must say, don't lose that human touch. It doesn't matter if technology comes in or, come, or goes out, because at the end of the day, we are dealing with human resources. And when you say human resources, this is the only resource that has feelings, right? So you've got to make sure that human touch is there. So I think that's something that I would love to share with all uh, the listeners today, uh, Shankar. Absolutely. Uh, thanks a lot, uh, Willis. Uh, as you know, like uh, if uh, going gets tough, tough gets going. Right? Uh, so Absolutely. I think it's a time to show our values and then put that extra, go that extra mile, uh, come up with some innovation and then see how we can actually overcome this uh, situation. Certainly the, from that perspective, leaders like you from a HR uh, certainly help all the employees to see how they can actually overcome and then uh, get past this uh, stage. I, I believe so. I wish uh, whatever examples we can lay out in public domain uh, are something that can be emulated and followed if they see merit in that. Absolutely. Wonderful. Thank you very much, uh, Willis. Uh, that, uh, once again, thanks for taking time to speak to our uh, viewers. And then it's uh, really nice to hear all your inputs especially star is very nice and I think that can be a very good input uh, and then take away for all of our uh, audience in terms of how they can engage their uh, hypos within their organization. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Shankar. It's been a pleasure talking to you and uh, I hope and pray that this is going to benefit someone down the line, uh, whoever listens to this. And I'm sure we can make this world a better place with uh, lots of lovely people out here to interact and to make this world a better place. So thank you and appreciate you uh, having me on the show. Thank you.